Mission log number 12. On behalf of the officers and men of the recovery group, I'd like to welcome Apollo 10 back to Earth. Welcome to Stellar Life Podcast. Get inspired and live out loud. From love, freedom, and success to having it all. Here's your host, coach, speaker, and shining star, Orion. Hi, and welcome to another Stellar episode. I'm your host, Orion, and I have a special Greek goddess with me today. She is the one and only Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Uh, Dr. Anastasia is is the scientific healer and the founder of the Diamond Healing Method, a sophisticated healing technique that includes molecular and vibrational physics. Dr. Anastasia is a Reiki master. She's an author, a speaker, and her newest book is The Diamond Healing Method. Get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Hello, Anastasia. Thank you so much for being with us and welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Orion. I am honored to be here and I'm all excited to start, you know, start this show up and help your listeners get some value. Oh, they will because you are uh, one of the most extraordinary people that I know. Just so they'll know a little bit more about you, can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, about 40 years ago, I, well, I knew from the time I was very young that I was going to study science. And about 40 years ago, I started researching the vibrations of materials. And um, in that research, I studied what happened to materials as they changed temperature and pressure, and I monitored their vibrations. And they told me a whole story. So, um, I was enjoying that career quite a bit, and 20 years ago, I got really, really sick, um, even though I was doing all the quote-unquote right things, you know, eating right, uh, ran six miles before breakfast every morning, I lived in a beautiful countryside in Germany where we overlooked vineyards and orchards, and I had my, my dream job where I had a, basically an infinite research budget to, to do whatever I pleased. And um, getting that sick where I was only had two good hours a day um, made it really hard to enjoy life. And being in my early 40s, I thought, how am I going to live the next, you know, 50 or 60 years like this? This is horrible. And so instead of researching vibrations of material, I started researching um, the conditions that I had. And um, I also discovered while living in Germany that... Um, they had a lot more sophisticated healing techniques, including energy medicine. You could walk up to any person on the street and ask them, uh, you know, you tell them, oh, I have a little bit of a sore throat, and they'd tell you all these different herbs to take and all these different techniques to do to help you get well. So it was really well steeped in, you know, alternative medicine. So I was really fortunate to live there during that time. And since then, I have learned all kinds of different energy medicine, and I started to wrap in the physics that I knew into the, the techniques and protocols I was using, and I discovered that it amplified the effect, it speeded up the healing process, and in many cases made, made it permanent. So I am now, um, I spent the last four years uh, doing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of healings, And in the beginning, I'm one of these people that's really, really evidence-based. You know, I need to see it to believe it. And um, after the first 200 successful healings, which is virtually everybody that I worked with, 
um, I started to finally believe it. And then, um, and so I've done many, many, many more since then. And a lot of people have started asking me, so um, what is it that you do that's different? And I explained that, and they said, can you teach it to me? So now I'm moving into the teaching realm back to my roots. You know, I was a physics professor for a very long time, and I taught physics too. Ironically, um, entering medical and dental students. <laughs> so now it's come full circle where I'm doing the, the, the healing work. Right. And what is it that you do that is so different? I know that you call yourself a scientific healer. What is that? So what a lot of healers do is they, they'll direct energy and they, they use intent. So it's the intention and they'll direct energy somewhere or they'll use some sort of prayer or they'll connect with you energetically and start shifting things. And um, I can do all that. That's not a problem. Um, the thing that I do that's different is, I'll give you an example. I, I had a case where a woman was not sleeping very well. So I worked on her pineal gland, and that's the gland that's in the core of your brain that secretes melatonin. And the melatonin is the thing that helps you get drowsy. And it's supposed to increase during the evening hours as the sun goes down. And when the sun rises and, or it gets light in your room, it's supposed to dissipate out of your body. So um, when I first did a pineal gland healing, uh, she was so flooded with melatonin, she called me up. She says, help, I can sleep now, but I can't wake up very well anymore. So I started thinking to myself, well, let's put a periodic function on it. And when you talk to a physicist, a periodic function is something that looks like a sine wave. So I just mathematically imposed this sine wave onto the secretion of the melatonin, and all of a sudden, she then called me up and she says, oh my gosh, I don't know, whatever you did this last time, it's made it so I can sleep really well and wake up fresh in the morning. So the next thing I, I did was that I got more and more people with sleep problems. One couldn't fall asleep before 3 a.m. We got her, her time shifted to be 10 to 6 and then another one who had been taking a melatonin tablets for the last 28 years came to me and she says well I've been taking these for 28 years I don't think I can go off so I did the same procedure on her and um, I said well why don't you try tonight without the melatonin and she uh, got up the next morning and wrote back to me immediately, I can't believe it I slept without pills and then I talked to her four months later and sure enough she was still off the pills. So, yeah, so, so I started doing that with all of the techniques that I used, you know, all of the, you know, going in and, uh, for example, in Reiki, we learned to just put our hands in or just channel the energy into the person. And when I asked the Reiki master who taught me that, I said, well, uh, well, do you tell the energy to go somewhere? She says, no, it knows where to go. And I thought, well, uh, would I know where it should go? <laughs> so I started thinking about, you know, we could look at, um, you know, healing specific DNA issues. Um, we can reprogram the DNA. We can lengthen the telomeres. You know, we can start looking at stem cells and start really reprogramming and bringing the body back into resonance with its original perfect blueprint. 
So um, I just started looking at everything as a series of vibrations, and that's how I started working. And, um, you know, basically this last year I've worked with at least 250 people that declare that what I did for them was a medical miracle. You know, getting things to regenerate that shouldn't have been or making tumors disappear nearly overnight. So um, that was that's the exciting part. That's incredible. So basically, because of your medical background and your knowledge of anatomy and how the body works, you actually can be more specific in your request for the energy. So the healing can be even more powerful. I've never heard anything like it's that. It's exactly right. Yeah, most most healers, they'll talk about your chakras or your meridians or your nadis or or your auras and things like that. When I first heard those words, I go, what? What are they talking about? It's an energy field, <laughs> you know? It's a portal, you know? They're, the, the, all of those, those things that, that, you know, you hear people talking about are actually physically based in the body. For example, the chakra is where the nerves and the receptors come together. And so that's where we receive things. So we're receiving energy from the outside. And when you look at how you look, and you can actually um, chart it with an instrument that, that there is actually an opening there and there's, there's things happening. You know, you can actually chart it physically. That makes total sense. Just like when you write your goals, you want to be as specific as possible. Mm -hmm. So you can get to the right place, like when you travel and you put a specific place on the GPS, then you're destined to go to that place rather than drive around in circles. That's, that's pretty extraordinary. I really like that. Well, exactly. And so just like when you're very specific with your goals, with your time, your specific request, you know, whether you want to manifest a certain amount of money or a type of home or, you know, get to a certain weight, you know, or a certain level of health, the more specific you are, you, the better, the higher the chances are that you're going to reach the goal. And that's exactly the same with healing. The more specific I am with my request, for example, I have a gentleman who I've been working with um, first, we worked five sessions, and now we've worked another in the in the beginning about a year and a half ago. And he decided to come back um, because his results were so phenomenal. His family has a history of kidney failure, and when he came to me, he was at twenty five percent function. And um, his mother died of kidney of kidney failure, and she was on dialysis the last few years of her life. And he he did not want the same fate. So when he came to me, it was at 25%. And when I last spoke to him a week and a half ago, he was at 41%. And at 50%, you're considered healthy. So he is beating the odds completely. And I was very specific in my request. Of course, I look at the whole body because we, we operate as holistically, but it's very specific about regenerating those, those kidneys and the way I did it. And he just said, and his doctor kind of looks at it and, and scratches his head and says, I, you know, it's unbelievable that, that, that they're reversing in function, you know, that, that the damage is reversing. Ah, that makes me really happy. I like it. There is magic out there, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, yeah, 
it's not really magical because our we our brains are and our spirits are incredibly powerful. So what I like to tell people is that we have 38 trillion cells in our body and that's such an unbelievable number, uh, 38 trillion. And I tell people, if you imagine that each cell of yours was the size of a grain of sand, it would weigh 80,000 tons. Huh. And for you to imagine how much 80,000 tons is, it's the size of four aircraft carriers. Wow. Yeah, that's like uh, unbelievable. So, so y- you know, that's how much energy we're commanding. And in each cell... We have a whole set of DNA, and each DNA strand, you know, we have 25,000 molecules in our DNA, and we have three trillion base pairs that, you know, when you look at the DNA ladder, a base pair is one rung on the ladder. So we have three trillion of those, and we have nine, no, three billion, and we have nine trillion reactions in every cell every day. So we are commanding a huge amount of energy and in order to manifest our bodies and incarnate, that's what we've got to do. So that's how powerful we are. So if you can imagine that we're commanding that much energy, we can change anything. Yeah, I, I've never ever heard it explained that way. It's fascinating. So I have a question. Yes. When did you know that you are gifted, that you have those healing powers? Was it a moment or a day you kind of knew that you can help people or it was just a trial and error? Well, I discovered that I had psychic gifts about the time I turned 30. And I realized that I could hear people's thoughts. And um, and I, I used to, I described it like I lived in Los Angeles at the time. I'm living back here again, but I spent 26 years away. And... Um, when I lived here, I used to feel like the, the entire world was shouting in on my head and there was all this kind of white noise and it, it made it very difficult to exist here. And when I left Germany when I was 30, I mean left and lived in Germany when I was 33 and the, I moved to a village with only 6,000 people and Germans have a very compartmentalized, very disciplined mind and they don't spew out thoughts like like Americans do. So when I moved to Germany, I got really quiet. And I thought, wow, this is really different. And I realized I could hear thoughts because people would focus on something and I'd see an image in my head and I'd turn around and I'd look at them looking at the object that they, you know, the image would pop in my head. And a lot of times I'd also hear their thoughts, not just the images, but hear what they were thinking. And I'd, you know, I'd say, oh, that guy's going to say this now. And then he'd say it. <laughs> and then I got so far to the point where I was, um, I was saying the same things at the same time with somebody else. And he finally said, okay, smarty pants, what number am I thinking from one to 10? And I'd said seven. And he goes, yeah, that was right. And then he goes, okay, let's make it harder. We're going to go from one to 100. And I said, oh, 55. And he goes, yeah, that's right, too. And he says, but I wasn't thinking 55. I said, yeah, I heard five, 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 five. And he goes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, so I'm going, oh, that's really crazy stuff. And right about that same time is when I went to my first Reiki class. And they told us to, 
They put blindfolds on us and they would trace images in our auras. And uh, they would say, is it a square or a circle or a triangle? And I go, oh, that's easy. And, <laughs> and I didn't even know I could do that. So I became really aware of that. And then um, shortly after that, I would channel energy like they told us to do in the Reiki class. And everybody would say, wow, you're, getting, you're making that part really, really hot. Uh, I also realized that that people always got more healthy and more cheerful around me. And I thought, oh, I must be spreading my good germs again. <laughs> so I didn't know I was healing them until later when I started really directing it. And, uh, right, so, so then it, it wasn't a moment. It was kind of like a series of moments, but there would be like this flash of recognition and um, I knew that my grandmother was psychic. She had dreams that were very precognitive and would be very directed and very accurate. And so we were kind of used to having somebody in the house. And then I discovered my great-grandmother was that way. And my mom was kind of telepathic. She would know what people were thinking. So, um, you know, I, I, I tell people I'm a fourth-generation psychic. And my, all of my siblings are. And my daughter is clairvoyant. So, and she speaks, she talks to the other side. So she speaks with, you know, people's spirits that have passed and things like that. Very accurate in her. So sometimes we work together in tandem and uh, she'll see things and I'll sense them. And um, I realize I'm also clear audience. So I get a lot of thoughts in my head. And so between the two of us, we usually can, can move a lot of energy and, and clear it up. But it's, it's been an interesting ride. So being in a family full of them, my dad is, my mom was, all my siblings. Um, so it's really, really interesting. <laughs> and, and none of us talked about it to each other until recently. So I have two new career paths for you. One is a poker player. The other one is FBI investigator. I have a medium friend who solves one FBI murder a week. <laughs> Yeah, she she speaks to all the to the to the victims usually, and solves it. And uh, you know, it's yeah, it takes a special person to do that. Mm. Yeah, because you're you're looking at the seamy side of life. So, how did you manage to gather your energy so people's thoughts won't affect you that way? Oh well, there are a series of of processes that that I use that um, I've learned some of them I've learned from other healers and other people that are highly sensitive and some of them I've developed myself so one of them that's really simple for for other people to recognize is that when they start to feel uncomfortable with you know the presence of someone or the in the discussion of someone they could do a couple of different things so this is one I learned from somebody else is that you have a series of cords, they're energetic, like energetic wires that connect you to another person, whether it's through your heart or through your solar plexus or through your root area. And these series of cords connect with you and some people are energy vampires, they'll draw it out of you. And if you mm. start to feel uncomfortable, you're absorbing their their energy that does not match with yours. It's not good nor bad, it's just not yours. So um, is you just do a chop. So you do a chopping motion three times. One, two, three from your forehead down to your pubic area. And usually 
you'll get relieved. Um, a method that I used was, um, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those scalar devices. They have like a thing that looks like a, a star that's formed from a series of circles. It's an eight-pointed star. And um, someone dropped one in my hand and I go, oh, look, it's a dead zone because I could feel it. And so I thought, well, maybe I could generate that around my body and protect me from people's thoughts. And I started doing it on all my clients and they said that they felt a lot better, but the feeling would dissipate after a short while. And I thought, well, maybe I use the wrong color. So I thought, well, why don't I choose a color based on its filter properties, which is something that I did in the laboratory. I used a lot of different filters, and there's different kinds, cutoff filters, bandpass filters. And so I chose one that would cut off all the low-energy vibrations and allow the high-energy vibrations in. And that means that the low-energy thoughts like anger, jealousy, um, <coughs> uh, shame, guilt, and those things that might get push through somebody when they're feeling something strongly, you'll start to absorb it, is that it'll prevent those from reaching you, but it allows the love and the happiness and all of that to, to, pen, to come in. And so I started doing that, and the bubbles started becoming more and more permanent. And um, one of my friends called it the cloak of invisibility <laughs> because it makes it so the people that are seeking your high energy can't find you because they're operating at too low of a plane. So um, it's also for the evil spirits on the other side that try to also sap you of your strength. So it just makes it so you're invisible to them. <laughs> so let me understand. You put some kind of a star-like... Here I create a quantum field, the same kind of field that's generated by those scalar devices. It creates kind of a, a dead zone around you so people can't penetrate into it and do you put you put a different color on it right it's a blue green color it's kind of like the sky color but just slightly greener and that protects you from the the low energy vibrations the low the low energy thoughts the low energy feelings i'll try i'll try it <laughs> Yeah, so I tell people to, to, to imagine this blue-green color around the edge of their energy field or aura and make it hard like plexiglass, and it's, it protects you, you know, keeps you, so you're not absorbing other people's stuff. Because, you know, whatever we do, wherever we go, if we're in a crowd of people, if we don't pull our, our energy fields in tight to our bodies then all of our energy fields are interacting with one another. And as we're walking by, we could pick up that stuff. So you're just keeping yourself from picking up that stuff. I, uh, I went to a medium. I had a conversation with him. And the way he saw me, he told me that I have this wide base energetically and that people try to take away from it because it's so wide, which was a nice compliment. But then I was stressing a little bit about that. You know, how can I manage my energy because I do feel that sometimes when I go out and I go out networking I leave the networking event completely exhausted okay so so are are you a natural introvert well I, I'm not sure maybe yeah so it it doesn't have anything to do with how shy you are or how much you like enjoy people interactions or whether you stand up on a stage and talk it doesn't have anything to do with that what it has to do with um it's, it's even deeper-seated than that, and um, 
for me, my definition of an introvert is somebody who, when they come home from a crowd, they need to regroup and, and you know, get in a quiet place and regenerate. And I'm just that same way. And so what I do when I go in the crowd is that I do two things. I always set my I always set a grounding cord. That's an energetic cord that goes from the base of your spine down to the center of the earth. And I always connect with spirit, whatever you say, your higher power, the other side, the quantum field, whatever you want to call it. It all is the same thing. And you draw energy down into you and project it out. And that will prevent the low energy stuff from reaching you. And then when it does reach you, you send it down the grounding cord. And it's just a matter of getting in the practice of it. I do it automatically now. I don't even think about it. But I used to be like you. I used to be exactly like you. I'd give a, a one-hour lecture, and it took me three hours of time to recover from it. Yeah, that definitely resonates with me. And I really appreciate you for giving those incredible tips. Like, I'm definitely going to use that. Yeah, I, I I have a whole course that teaches, you know, eight weeks of that. And um, it also teaches all the techniques that I use because, you know, everyone can use it. You know, most people, when they first meet me, they, they when I tell them my age, they fall over backwards because they would never guess that I, you know, I'm 62. Um, and I don't act 62. I don't feel 62. I am in much better health than I was in my 40s and 50s. And um, because I use all of these energy techniques, and they don't take any extra time. It's just when you're first adopting, like getting into a new habit, when you're first adopting it, it, it takes mental energy. You know, you have to think about it. And um, I try to, you know, ha have people do one new thing every three or four days. You know, try out one new thing every three or four days and then get them in a habit of using it. So I, I like to get people into their, you know, healthiest, um, most alert state. A lot of people, they suffer from adrenal burnout, fatigue, um, brain fogginess, and because we're all working too hard, you know. I mean, I work a lot of hours too, but I used to only be able to work two or three hours a day, and now I can go 16 hours. I, I closed my computer at 11 last night. I shouldn't admit that, but I did. <laughs> But I work the whole day. I'm in the process of revamping a, a smaller short course that I did earlier. And um, But I, I'm very excited to, you know, lead in a new group of people to, to teach them all these techniques to help them stay healthy, um, clear-minded, strong, and reach their goals. So you basically, you mastered the science of growing younger? I hope so. I don't intend on growing any older. <laughs> In my calendar, the calendar will, you know, keep rolling forward, but I, I don't expect to grow any older. With all the work that you do, how do you manage to handle stress? What do you teach people about managing stress or releasing stress? Well, I actually, in, in my, the book, The Diamond Healing Method, I have a whole chapter on 26 stress busters. So, um, you know, a stress buster for me would be I pay all my bills when I get them. I never let them sit around. You know, I just pay them because 
um, having that, that's kind of like it always niggling in the back of your mind. Oh, I've got to do that. I've got to do this. And I have everything come through me electronically, all of my utility bills, everything. They come through electronically. If they're not auto, they're not auto. When they come in, as soon as they come in, I just go in, take the take the 20 seconds it takes to set up a payment, and then I'm good to go. You know, I just try to keep all of those kinds of silly stresses out of my life. I just don't, you know, I just don't want any of those in my life. So um, I also try to make sure I drink enough water, that I eat properly, don't go too long without a meal because that raises cortisol levels, um, make sure I exercise regularly and I sleep eight hours. You know, all those things add up. It's like cumulative. You know, you can, you can get cumulatively stressed out, but you can also get cumulatively de-stressed. And um, I have a series of energetic practices that I do every day, and I do them while I'm doing something else. Like I'll go for a walk, and I'll I'll declutter my insides energetically. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of little things will add up to to not being stressed out over anything. And frankly, there's nothing that's that important. Not really. <laughs> You know, it, it, the people in your life are important, your health is important, and not, not a whole lot else is. You could lose everything. If you lose your health and the people in your life, you've lost everything. You know, there's, there's nothing that's that important. Do you meditate every day? Do you have any rituals that you do every day? Yes, I do. So the meditation, I get up first thing in the morning, and I get really still, and I open myself up to receive. And I ask the Supreme Being um, to send me the send me the the things I need, uh, or the the things that He would want me do. So whatever it is, like tell me what I'm supposed to do today. And then I go through a, a list of things that I'm not just grateful for, but appreciative. So gratitude is saying thank you, and appreciation is saying I love it. Right. So. So I say, I am so appreciative of the beautiful house I live in. I'm appreciative of my husband. I'm appreciative of my healthy body. And I'm appreciative that I earned so, such and such that this week. You know, just saying all those things of how, you know, how great my life is. And that sets, you know, basically sets the entire universe into, well, we have to give her more <laughs> kind of thing, right? Because as soon as you get into that place of these are the things that I'm focusing on, that's what you'll get more of. If you focus on lack, you'll get more lack. So that's, that's my morning ritual. And then I get up. I go for after breakfast. I eat a small, healthy breakfast. And then I go for a walk. And, I, and then I declutter myself energetically. I clear out, you know, clear out my energy fields. I, I open up all of my energy portals or chakras, I um, energy run through all the meridians, which clears out all the clutter. Um, then I start, I start doing healing on some part of my body. I know that I was born with weak adrenals, so I usually give them a little bit of a boost. And they're, they're sitting here hot right now, so they're in a process of regenerating. And by doing, by doing all of that, it just sets me up energetically to be in the best shape ever and I also 
test where I'm at. So I did a healing this morning at 11 o'clock. So I came in and worked for an hour, and then I did this healing at 11. I did some other things. I had some other phone calls. And so by the time I got to the healing, I was in a really good place, and it became a very effective healing. And I've got more this afternoon. At, you know, uh, After our call, I have two more, two more clients. Yeah, so, and people ask me, don't you get tired from all the healing? Well, frankly, I've run so much energy through the day that by the end of the day, I'm like, you know, basically bouncing off the walls. I've got so much energy in me. That's incredible. What makes you happy? Well, pretty much all the time. <laughs> um, the only time I was sad was I was, I grieved for a, a while because my, my mom died in April. And um, the nice thing is that is that she connected with, with me and my daughter and I could see I could see how happy she was on the other side and how free she was from the body that that basically imprisoned prisoned this incredible spirit of hers. And um, uh, so I, I but the thing that you miss, at least for me, the thing that I missed is miss is hearing her voice. She had this beautiful voice with a Greek accent. And I I miss her hugs and her warmth. And, um, but I always feel her with me. I'm very sorry for your loss yeah. and content that you have this new connection with her. Yeah, it's, it's really, you know, our, a mother is a hard thing to leave, but you know, they never leave you. You're, they're with you always. And not only that, but your mother's mother and your mother's mother's mother and your father's mother. And they're always, we have all of our ancestors behind, behind us. Um, what people don't understand about the other side, you know, the same the same spirit can appear to every person on the planet at once because the other side has no time, no space, like we know it. It's a completely different existence. So, so um, they're always with you, and they're also with everybody else in your family. They're just always there, and all you have to do is think of them, and they'll be right there with you. Yeah, I'm sure someone that is listening to this right now just got a powerful insight and a gift. So thank you for that. Yeah, the, the other thing is, and uh, this was the experience we had at our funeral, was um, my my daughter who sees the other side as clearly as she sees you and me in the physical plane. She was sitting in the front row, and uh, she's a singer, performer, artist, you know, visual artist, but also, you know, singer and performer, she composes. And I asked her to compose a song for my mom and sing it in the church. And so she was sitting up in the front row looking forward, and she could see my mom above us kind of like gloating, I'm up here floating around, haha, you have to walk kind of thing. <laughs> and she said that as she didn't realize that the church had filled, and the church was completely full. They, they, my mom was like a highly revered and respected member of the church, and everybody loved her. And so um, she's watching my mom, and her spirit is glowing brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until it was so bright she could barely look at it. My daughter started crying because she said it was the most beautiful thing she ever saw. So when we send our love and prayers to the spirits, of the people that we knew in our life, what it does is it makes their spirit grow brighter. And that is the best way that you can honor them. 
she's talking to me right now and saying, yes, please send that message out. And um, so I'm getting a little, a little misty-eyed, but she's, you know, that, that thing. And um, when, <laughs> when our minister came, our priest came to minister to her in her last days, all the spirits were waiting, that were waiting on the other side to catch her were in the room and surrounding her. And when he came, they all lit up too, saying, oh, we have help now. So the, the praying, the, the, the praying, the love, the sending thoughts and sending our, our care towards them and saying, I miss you, all that makes the spirits on the other side glow and become, become more than they already are. And it's, it's what, what does that for us on this side, too, you know, when you tell people you love them or when you show them you love them, they light up, too, in the inside the same way the spirits on the other side do. I'm getting choked a little bit myself, and I can totally feel your love for your mom and your love in general. Your love is just radiant. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, speaking my truth from the experiences that I had in my life. You know, I went through my, my first 40 years were um, fraught with the dysfunctional relationships, um, with a lot of emotional pain, um, you know, being a highly sensitive being in a, in a world that doesn't get me. You know, I never, I thought I was like the, the oddest oddball ever. And um, to 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 stepping into my own truth and recognizing you know who I am and what we are um it's been it's been quite a journey and getting to this place you know I'm I'm able to speak my truth now and not be afraid of it because if I were to if I were to have said this into my scientist world friends 20 years ago they would have thought they would have thrown me in the loony bin (laughs) But now it's my truth, and I, I know it to be a fact because of the experiences we've had. Now, um, my mom helped us find things that only she knew where they were. You know, there were things, there were things of value and things that were of, you know, infinite um, sentimental value and importance, and she helped us find them. It was really interesting how my daughter, she says, yeah, I see them here, and then we'd look, and there they were. Very helpful spirit your mom is. Yes, she is, and very bossy, too. <laughs> At her 40th memorial, my daughter all of a sudden got up and started running around in the backyard and shifting things and washing them off, and later she comes in, she says, Yaya, which is Greek for grandmother, said, you can't have guests over with a yard looking like that. It doesn't belong there. You need to change it. That needs washing off. <laughs> and we started laughing. I go, yep, sounds just like mom. <laughs> So, who can benefit from your healing? Well, I haven't met anybody who, who didn't. I always ask the Supreme Being and God to send me the people that, I can, that are, I'm meant to serve. And people show up. Even during that time when she was so ill at the end and I was spending so much time with, with her and Dad and making sure things ran smoothly, you know, the health care system in this country for the elderly is, is abominable. Um, even in the hospitals that are really good hospitals, there were so many mistakes and so many things that could have, you know, prevented the amount of suffering and the amount of, you know, the premature going that she that she experienced. That I was so busy, 
I still got sent clients. I still was able to help people. And so the, the, the people that I generally find that will come to me are ones that have exhausted all conventional medicine. That's one type. Another type that comes to me are, are people that don't want to go to conventional medicine because they've watched a family member suffer and they, they've gone to alternative medicine and they're willing to come to somebody who'll work with them energetically. And, you know, what I'd really like to do is not have them need me, but have them know how to take care of themselves so they never have to need me or a, or a doctor or, you know... God willing, not ever be in an accident where you need your leg, you know, put in a cast or whatever. But but to not go through the degener degenerative process that people think aging is, and it doesn't need to be. You know, I I firmly believe that we can live, you know, a, as my dad always says, I'm not going to crawl into my grave. I'm going to hop in. Well, and I think that's a great philosophy because why why do we need to go through this this horrible degenerative process where all you can look forward to is a is a cabinet full of pills? Unfortunately, people accept it as reality. When you grow old, you're going to be sick. It's not necessarily true. There are other ways. There are definitely other ways. And the other thing that you know I heard, which I thought was a very very disheartening as I when I gathered all of the retirements from the various universities together and I brought them all under one roof and so I went to the to the planning people at the financial agency I went to and um, so I set up a fund an, an a, um, annuity fund that would pay me a, a higher you know would pay me a, a cost of living raise every year but it starts out at a lower rate and he looks at me and goes, well, why would you want to start out at a lower rate? You're not going to start it until you're 70. And I'm going, well, I'm going to live at least 40 or 50 more years past that. He looked at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I, and he looked at me like, <laughs> and I said, well, you know, you're going to be broke when I'm done with you. He goes, what? I said, I'm going <laughs> I'm to take much more out than I put in. And um, he, didn't, he didn't understand that. He says, the average person that comes in says, just fix me up until I'm 80. After that, I, I don't want to live past that. I know. And I'm going, wow, this is the average person thinks that, that 80 is the end. And I started thinking about that. And people think that, you know, they read in Wikipedia, it's in there, that the average lifespan in the United States is 78.3 years. And, you know, the average lifespan in Japan is like 82 point something, which is the most worldwide. We're like coming in like number 37 or 38. We're way down the list. We're behind some of the third world countries. And uh, that's in part due to our food supply, by the way. But so, so people think that, okay, so that means that, you know, when you're 80, you're old. <laughs> and that's not really true. I mean, my, my grandmother was still in her 90s, was still, you know, mentally all there. You know, it wasn't until the last year. And so was my grandfather. He, he lived until he was like 93. My grandmother was 95. And so, um, you know, you can, you can live that way if you do all of the right things. 
take good care, you know, make sure you do all your proper body hygiene, take good care of yourself, take care of your relationships. There are seven things that are, there are eight things that are important for your, for your health. Relationships, you're expressing your creativity, you know, taking all those things into account, but also doing your energetic hygiene, you know, cleaning out all the junk that you've accumulated every day. You wash your teeth, you take a shower, you clean your hair off. Why not clean yourself energetically out? So you do all those things, you should regenerate. Yes. And how can people reach you and actually have a conversation with you in person? Oh, you can have a conversation with me anytime. If you go to my website, scientifichealer.com, there is a, a button to make appointments. Uh, we'll do a free 20-minute to half-an-hour consultation with anybody to talk about their specific issue. Or if they want to uh, join my newly forming classes on, on doing um, this healing work for themselves, it's the prerequisite course for becoming certified as a scientific healer later on. And, um, but it, it teaches you all the basics, fundamentals, like some of the things we talked about during this, this conversation. And, um, and you can also call up my number. It's 310, area code 310. That's the Los Angeles area, 692-4036. So it's scientifichealer.com and 310-692-4036. Dr. Anastasia, thank you so much for this generous and just amazing interview. Uh, it was fascinating. Thank you for all your tips. Thank you for sharing from the heart. Totally appreciate you. And like you said, we don't need to be average. We need to have... We are all spectacular. It's just you have to recognize it. And it's been my total pleasure to, to be on your show and to share with your listeners. And hopefully they got some value out of it and realized that, you know, they're all spectacular, wonderful miracles. And they're incredibly powerful and can actually make things in their life happen the way they want them to. Yeah, thank you again. And thank you for our listeners Don't have an average life. Have a stellar life and a beautiful day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on my mission to light people up and change lives around the world. I hope today's conversation inspires you to step up, go after the life of your dreams, and be who you want to be. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to go to StellarLifePodcast.com for show notes, transcripts, and other cool stuff. And please subscribe, review, and help spread the word by sharing us on Facebook and Twitter. Have a lovely day, and I'll catch you on the next episode.